up that diesel. Um, 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 let's go diesel. Um. Cliff was asking me how we should start. I suggest we start with Pack Watch. We got to put the Giants and the fans on Pack Watch. Do y'all agree? <laughs> Get into these bum ass niggas Let's from start. New York, man. Fuck is they talking? First off, congratulations to the boys, man. It was a long year. It was two and seven. Uh, no team has ever won the, made the playoffs after going two and seven to start the season. So shout out to Ron Rivera and the squad. But we have to start this episode with Pack Watch, the Giants. Yeah. Not just the Giants and their and their fans and their players. This is for the New York bias as well. It was sickening to listen to Al and Chris and Michelle Tafoya texting with Logan Ryan during the game about their feelings and what they want to see and this and that and bullshit. Like they just got off a six-win season, this season 0-5. Like they didn't lose through their last four. Talking all that shit. Meanwhile, this is the same team that has their owner the ear of the league, people in the league office talking about let's dole out these cap penalties to fucking my league, my division rivals, and now you'll have the audacity to be on the internet talking about integrity. Dog, I'm putting New York City, the New York Giants, their fans in the pack right now. Let's put that show on the air because these niggas got my last nerve. I'm getting emotional because these motherfuckers love to be on their high horse at all times. The whole organization. There isn't a more entitled fan base in the entire league, sans maybe the Patriots. Eagles, who have nothing to play for, who are 4-10-1, owe them an effort because they want to get into the playoffs in the back door. Go who fuck also, yourself. by the way, hate your guts. He's standing. Isn't that your biggest rival? Mm-hmm. Giants. Like, my whole thing, Paul, is why are you updating me on how these guys feel about a football game when these guys went six and ten, you're not you're not like a ten and six team waiting to see one, two. This shit only got attention because it was the the only game on. If mm-hmm. we had played at one p.m., no one would have cared. No one. Mm-hmm. Third, how dare you all act like Jalen Hurts was lighting us up? How dare you? That motherfucker was seven to twenty for ninety-five yards and a pick. Our penalties aided their scoring drives. People yep. are now, there's like this revision that like, it's almost like people didn't watch the game before mm-hmm. he was taken out. Cause they're almost implying like the only reason we won is cause Jalen Hurts wasn't on the field. Like these niggas ain't go far like they won. Uh-huh. Which is confusing to me because didn't Jalen Hurts get, th- get three possessions in the second half? Correct me if I'm wrong, Paul. Got three possessions, right? Uh, I believe you are correct, sir. Um, did they score on any of those possessions? Uh, let me check my notes. No, they did not, sir. Um, our second half defense has probably arguably been top three in the league, right? All year? I think it's been best in the league. I, okay, best. Thank you for correcting me, Cliff. Um, Pretty sure it's been best in the league. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, for people that don't know, our team makes second half adjustments. Um, for people that don't know, Jalen Hurts, like Cliff just stated, didn't even have 100 yards passing, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I understand he was running around trying to make plays with his feet, but like Cliff just mentioned, without them stupid-ass bonehead penalties on defense, uh, 
it might have been a chance that Philadelphia didn't even get into scoring position because we basically assisted them in all the points that they scored. And I understand once Peterson put Sudfeld in, like clearly <laughs> the, <laughs> the level of ability from, from Jalen Hurst to Sudfeld clearly decreased. But let's not get foolish here and talk about like Philly handed us the game and all this shit. Because if you keep it in the buck, whether you like the Washington football team or not, Chances are we were going to win that game anyway. Um, I'm not feeling the reaction from the commentators that we had to hear all night with Collinsworth updating us on what Logan Ryan was saying on Twitter. Like, I don't really give a fuck. Not sure why we were seeing tweets from Darius Slayton and all this other shit and Saquon, Saquon Barkley, who hasn't played all but maybe one game this year. Like, it, it really annoyed the fuck out of me. And I don't think I've ever watched a game where the entire broadcast was about a team that wasn't even playing. Right. And their fan base. Like, what about the team that won and their fan base? As if we aren't a storied franchise. Not disregarding the fuck shit that we've gone through, but the way that NBC went about that shit last night, that was um, that was disgusting. I'm going to use Sheen's words. That was disgusting. Like, <laughs> you got to be fucking kidding me, bro. Come on, hey. man. Be, do, do better, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. Because for one, they say they are the the upper echelon of the announcers, the announcer crew. Like they were talking about Alex Smith, like it was his first game playing all year. Saying, "Oh, well, the dude's surgeries and things that he's been through, this and that." Like as if this guy has not played. I understand he had an injury. We oh, do no, realize. I, every, we do I realize. Every, part, go ahead, because my fault. My bad. No, real quick. I think that part was because that was our first time being on NBC. Okay, maybe you're right with that. But it was just right. it, it. I just got an odd vibe from the broadcast, whether it was just based on how they was talking about Alex to how they was talking about the Giants on every other possession. Like, come on, man, be better. You know the vibe I got that these motherfuckers ain't want to be calling this damn game. That's the vibe I got. I don't know. You know, my thing about that shit last night in real time was that they said at the start of the game, we talked to Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson told us. He's he plans on playing Nate Southfield tonight. Didn't tell him when. Didn't tell him they when. They literally said that. Plans on playing him. What the fuck does Doug Peterson care if his team wins this game or not? He don't care. He said he's gonna play Nate Southfield. There's no reason. Like there isn't a reason, and I have my reasons as to why I think Doug Peterson went about it the way he did, in my own personal opinion. But he don't owe the gym shit. He don't even owe y'all a performance. I don't understand why anyone no. would expect the Eagles to help the Giants in doing right. anything. Right. Wait, 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 wait. Cliff, are you not going to spill the tea on what your reasons are behind why he benched Sudfeld? Is that not for the podcast? You know why he benched Sudfeld? Look, man, you know what I think this was? This was Peterson trying to do his man Alex a solid, man. There really was no reason for Nate Sudfeld to be even considered for snaps yesterday. So, like, he's a free agent, mind you. There's, like, really no reason for him to play. This isn't to say that he was like, well, if Jalen plays, we're going to win. Peterson was with Alex Smith, mm. right, in Kansas City? Mm-hmm. Sure right. was. Uh-huh. Alex says, Alex, is, this is an incredible story, Alex's story, right? You think Doug Peterson ain't think to himself during the week? Or especially after the Giants won or the Cowboys, you think I'm about to let Alex sit at home so you fuck niggas can play next Saturday night? It's crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I know Doug Peterson probably thought about this. Doug Peterson played in the league. 
when he saw the Giants win that game, when I'm pretty sure when he woke up Sunday, he was like, there is no way in hell Ain't I'm no letting these <laughs> assholes get in the playoffs over Alex. Straight up. It That's ain't real so if this means I got to put Nate Southout in and people want to, oh, y'all want to treat Jason Kelsey like he's this fucking self-righteous, oh, you know, we play for honor. Cool. Doug Pierce was like, cool, I don't care. I ain't going nowhere. I already talked about ownership. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Alex, you going to the playoffs. <laughs> Let me tell you who's not going to the playoffs. Joe Judge, you ho-ass nigga. You will not be coaching in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what Doug Pierce's mentality was going into yesterday. I got two things. One, this is just a side note mm-hmm. as we've won next year. I've been saying that for weeks. And after last night, that that pitiful performance by your fan base, I want to see y'all next week. Matter of fact, New Jersey and play y'all on yep. your dirty-ass little swamp. In New York. Two, two, I kind of noticed that the, the vibe around Eagles fans was we want to lose this game. Like, they, they were interested in the draft pick. But I feel like this is so split amongst the fan base. If the reason behind it was to do Alex and Salad, I wonder what their reaction would be. You think they turn on them? Whose reaction? Some Eagles, Eagles fans? fans? Hey, man. Yeah. Look, this is my thing with, with the Giants and the Eagles. Giants, you like Eagles for one. You are four ten and one, okay? Okay, you if you beat us last night, let's say you would won. I'm not really sure what you gain here. Like if we're being real, like what what is gained by this? They should gain. They wouldn't have gained anything. They just would have let their true rival get in the playoffs. The other is, do you know how big a losers y'all look like complaining that you're six and ten team? Somehow got done dirty by your rival. Do you like, like, look, I think the Giants as an org, I mean, their fan base is one thing. The org itself, arrogant. It's an arrogant organization. Oh, sure. They always know what the fuck they do. Everything about them, they're all arrogant. So, y'all should have known. I don't know why y'all woke up Sunday, given all the shit I've heard Giants fans say about the Eagles in their lives. You woke up Sunday, you wanted to count on the Eagles for help. Then got mad when they put Southfield in. Hmm. Well, all I got to say <laughs> to you is enjoy the game Saturday. Enjoy them. Enjoy them. Check us out. <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all caught the tweet um, when, when Eli was like, God, we hate the Eagles or something. And um, Fletcher Cox was like, don't worry, we hate you too or some shit like that. That's probably the biggest, for real, that's probably the biggest rivalry in the division. Like, if we're, if we're keeping it buck. I mean, because our rivalry with Dallas is kind of fading. It's just boo boo da- boo boo Dallas also hard. knocked down the street. Mm-hmm. That's right? true. Like, Eagles, Eagles, Giants, this is like, they share, like, their families are, these are down the street people, same highway. I think Joe you know Judge grew up an Eagle fan. He grew up in that area. Like, this whole shit. I just think it's lame as fuck where the conversation becomes, well, where the Eagles playing to win. You niggas yell about tanking every damn year. In fact, even myself as someone who is in analytics, the tanking shit has gone too far. It's out of control. But I hear open discussions about tanking in every sport mm-hmm. regularly. So why would, what incentive are you giving teams? So when a team does come out here and go, well, we don't really care if we win. Now it's like, oh, how dare you? Yeah, only doing this because right. it was Sunday Night Football. It's it just sucks because the whole narrative on social media after the game was 
it, it really wasn't anybody giving us any praise. I mean, obviously, I'm not expecting too much praise for a seven and nine football team, but clearly Ron Rivera and this whole organization has been through a lot. But the whole focus was on Peterson putting in Sudfeld and the mm-hmm. Giants missing out on an opportunity because the Eagles decided to tank. Like, no, motherfucker, the Giants are six and ten. Right. There was ten other games that they had an opportunity to get a W. Right. You they want- swept us. You had an opportunity to right. beat someone else and get in the fucking playoffs. Nice. You didn't do it. So get your motherfucking Tostitos and queso and watch us Saturday night. <laughs> right. Mind you, mind you before, before last night, you had lost three in a row. Seriously. Like, how, how dare you complain? Right. You better start looking at my drafts, my niggas, because that's the only thing you need to be focusing on. Do not worry about us. Upgrade that subscription on a draft right. network. Right. Mock, need to, mock it up. <laughs> need to mock it away, baby. <laughs> I think the most annoying thing about it, like in retrospect, was the way that they tried to delegitimize this victory for our fan base and for our organization. Mm-hmm. Like after we all we've been through this year, mm-hmm. it's well it's well documented. It's talking about on the field, in between Trent Williams, Quentin Dunbar, Darius Geis, Haskins, that whole headache. Talking about our coach having cancer. Talking about the team having to change their name of the the past 85 years and then be hit with like 15 different Washington Post articles talking about how they was acting like Animal House in the front office and shit. And like that's still ongoing. Like, like for real, like the shit that we didn't have to go through wasn't fucking hellish. Like, it's, And you're trying to take it away from us because the Eagles were doing something that happens in every sport nationwide, worldwide, when motherfuckers are taking to get a better pick. The only reason y'all decided to make a big deal out of it is because it's on national TV and People like Dan Orlowski and fucking Max Kellerman going to you the next day talking about how it's a abomination to the sport. Shut your ass up. Man, abominate these nuts. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. Your man Orlowski, I, I, I heard he went on a Twitter rant about what the Eagles did. But this is the same dude that like two months ago or whenever the Jets got that victory. He was like, folks, FYI, never mm-hmm. um, never win unnecessary games when you have an opportunity to get a Trevor Lawrence, blah, 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 blah. But now you're talking about the Eagles. Dang it. Don't you hate it when folks keep receipts, nigga? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what this shit is? You know what this shit was? This, like, this is going to – obviously, this is not going to be sports-related, my comparison. And if you are offended by my comparison, go fuck yourself and preface it by saying that. This is like when – because people are okay with tanking as long as the tanking is not blatant. That's what we've noticed, right? right. Like, when the Sixers decided to tank the way they did with Trust the Process, that shit offended people, right? The Colts tanked to get Andrew Luck. In fact, part of their way of tanking was to let Dan Orlovsky start games for him. Mm, right? Funny how that, that works was, out. Right? No, no, but that was part of them tanking, right? They just, mm-hmm. Peyton Manning, they knew Peyton Manning wasn't coming back. They essentially said, we're not going to have a quarterback this year. Let's have Curtis Painter and Dallin Lasky start the games. What happens? Right? No one was offended by that. It's like the shit when you see with the racism, with racism, right? Some people, they're cool with the subtle shit. Mm-hmm. And they them too, they too themselves, they're cool. They they do their own subtle racism. But when they see like blatant, disgusting racism, all of a sudden, now they got a problem with racism, right? <laughs> Dan Orlovsky was literally the quarterback for an org that wanted to tank. How did they decide they needed to tank? They put your bum ass in the quarterback. Hey, the org was like, look, we got to lose these games. All right, Dan, suit up. <laughs> Straight up. Right. 
The unit got locked. They knew Peyton wasn't coming back. Bro, I swear to both of y'all, I forgot Orlovsky was the quarterback that year. Yeah, it was Curtis Payton and Orlovsky. <laughs> Yo, you would think that Dan Orlovsky would have more sympathy for Nate Sudfeld, considering that he's a Nate Sudfeld ass nigga himself, for real. Literally, no, don't, don't, Literally. Insult him. don't insult Nate Sudfeld <laughs> like that. In quarterback no, history, I- we got two plays we think of, right? We got the butt fumble, noted play, mm-hmm. noted football folly, butt fumble. The other is his dumbass running out the back of the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> and now this nigga is on TV, and he's an analyst. And don't get me wrong, Orlovsky is good on television. I think is that's he, is he, well. I don't even know, dude. You are you? Maybe he's let good. Let me ask you this. Good, good, good to go this. back and forth with Stephen A. I should say, Cliff. Let me ask you this for that network. Is Dan Orlovsky the worst pro player to become an analyst? Y'all have to answer now. Just think about it. Listeners think, is he the worst pro player to then become an analyst? He really might be. He's better. Brady Quinn was better than Dan Orlovsky. I'm just, I'm just throwing out bums names. My fault. Not only was Brady Quinn better than Orlovsky, Brady Quinn was a first-round pick from Notre Dame. He didn't even have to play in the NFL to get that, get that job. Plus, he looks like a fucking model. Right. Dan Orlovsky went to UConn. UConn. Mm. What round pick was he? Don't know. Couldn't even tell you. Fucking terrible quarterback. This is all. I, I I just I hate the fact that they took this game and the game was ugly second half. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I'm. It bothers me they took this game and they made it about something else. Yeah. Y- y'all here caping for the Giants? The Giants deserve better. It Max is a Giants also. fan. Max is a system Giants also. fan. Mm-hmm. Max is a fucking Giants fan. Come on, mm-hmm. I'm disgusted. Well, you be uh-huh. disgusted then, but tune in at eight fifteen next Saturday night. And you a Tom Brady, and you a Tom Brady hater too. Mm-hmm. So you know you're gonna love Saturday night. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. All right. So we got that out of the way. We should probably talk about the actual game, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll talk about the game. Uh looking back on it, I, I think that, like my central theme of the Game kind of is like a microcosm of the entire season. They did just enough to come away with a win. I don't think they were particularly spectacular in any aspect of the game. I think that the offense made enough big plays and limited the damage done by a few costly turnovers and a a few costly near turnovers. Defense got a few big sacks, forced a couple turnovers. Um, It wasn't pretty, like we said, but we're division champs, seven and nine. I mean, it's ugly, but look back on where you came from to where we are now on January 5th. Like, this team made the playoffs. They won their division. Like, I can't be mad about the way they win. I'm not apologizing for Ws. Hey, man. This is, this is the NFL. It's hard out here. Mm-hmm. It's hard to win divisions. It's hard to make the playoffs. And our fan base should know this is only our fifth playoff appearance since 2000. It's hard to get into the dance. I don't care how you get there. Like, I always quote our boy Doc Walker. All you want to do, all you want is an opportunity. You just need to get into the dance. Not saying we're going to go win some Super Bowl or something like that, but the fact remains that with all that this team went through, all that Ron Rivera went through, like to still end up 79, you doubled the win total from last season. You won your division, regardless of what's going on with the other shit teams in our division. Like this team is trending up. You can see the talent that we have. We finally have some A-level talent on this roster and not just one player, i.e. Trent Williams, for so many years. Like, mm-hmm. this is 
things are starting to trend in the right direction. And regardless of what we do in the playoffs, I mean, you you have to be excited as a fan for where this ship is going. So, yeah, I'm all for right. this 2021 division title. I, I don't understand the complaints about it. It's, Who the hell is complaining it, about winning division? Cliff, you would have. I, I actually put a tweet out last night talking about folks who are never satisfied because all I'm seeing is people complaining about us winning the division and then like, oh, we're well, going to get blown out by Tampa Bay. Well, we still got to play the game to see what happens. Okay, first it, all, I'd rather have a game than be sitting on the couch preparing for mock draft like the Giants fans. We ain't apologizing for shit out here. The way they covered that game last night almost trying to make it seem like we should apologize for winning the fucking division. Yes. Ain't no apologies out here. Out of the four teams in this division, the one team, if you think about the our four the four team seasons in the division, the team that would have the biggest explanation for why they didn't win it was the team that did win it. Period. The other three teams in the division should be fucking embarrassed. They should. That's why the, yeah, the, the, the Giants they got a lot of nerve complaining. You were in first place in this division. You blew it. You mm-hmm. blew it. Eagles. You were you, Eagles and Cowboys. Y'all were, y'all were fucking Super Bowl favorites. Mm-hmm. To go to Super Bowl. Eagles won four games. Four games. Four Cowboys. Matter of fact, that tie was versus the Bengals. So really, you won three games, my niggas. <laughs> <laughs> The Cowboys, everybody's favorite going into every season for the rest of our lives, basically. You didn't win it. You let us win it when we went seven and nine with no offense. No offense. So who really fucked up? Because the damn show wasn't us. We had four quarterbacks play this year. Mm-hmm. Four. Giants had two, right? Giants have this big, bad defense I hear about every fucking week for whatever reason. Daniel Jones. Young hot shot, Danny Dimes, as they call him. Why couldn't you win seven games with Danny Dimes out there? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I keep hearing that, like, oh, it's an embarrassment. The division's an embarrassment. Well, we fucking won it. So you know what, Tom Brady? We're going to see that ass Saturday. Mm-hmm. Like, and I hope you're ready. Because we're oh. smacking you. We are smacking that wig off your hat. Like, like, <laughs> like, my thing is, like, are we going to win Saturday? It don't matter. But y'all not going to act like we shouldn't, because this team was going to, oh, we're going to lose round one. That means you don't want to be there. That's how losers talk. Thank you, Cliff. That's how losers talk. Uh-huh. Nobody is nobody saying we're going to go out here and dominate Tampa Bay. Or All you want is your team to have an opportunity to be in the dance. They're in the dance. We're in the playoffs. Seven to nine or not. I, 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 yeah, I, it it just it boggles my mind how people truly don't embrace that shit. Like as if we're a perennial playoff team. Right. I mean, think about all the times in the past couple of years that we were just getting blown out, giving up forty in the first half to the Giants, mm-hmm. it, it, just uh, uh, losing by like thirty eight points on the road to the Chargers when they was playing in the soccer stadium. These are all top of my head, like games where you're just from the moment go, you have no chance. You're getting blown but, out, yep. you're losing yep. by thirty. Mm-hmm. I don't care that you won a bunch of games close this year. That's fine. That's progress. The fact that you won seven of them and that it happened to be enough to win this division this year is icing. That's icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. I don't care. They're winning games. They're making progress. This is how you build a winning foundation. It, it, it annoys me to the fans out there talking about you could have better draft pick because you need a quarterback and this and that, yada, yada, yada. Let me not remind you that the Chiefs, didn't need a quarterback, but they traded up and got Patrick Mahomes. If they feel there's a quarterback in the top five, six, seven, eight, whatever they need to get to to get a quarterback, they'll figure it out 
when it's time for the season to be over, but that's not yet. We made the playoffs. If they want to worry about a quarterback later, that's for later. But for now, we made the playoffs. You see how big this is for the young players on this team? You see Chase mm-hmm. sitting on the field hours after the game is over, just kind of soaking it in. You see Ron Rivera in the locker room and the young players partying, dancing, enjoying themselves. Oh, that is a huge step for this franchise. Youngest team in the league going to the playoffs, seeing what it's like, getting their feet wet. This, it, the measures of going to the playoffs this soon in the rebuild can just have ramifications down the line years and years and years just because they get a taste of it now. Just think about that. Checkmate. Also, I would love someone to point me to the NFL team that became a good team because they lost a lot. We're, like, I don't think people, you know what I think when I hear people talk about tanking in that manner or, or draft picks in that manner? Maybe you just don't understand that losing is bad for you. There are no positives to losing games. This is not Madden. This is not a video game. (laughs) Not because in a video game, you can go four and 12. That shit don't mean nothing. You're like, oh, I want to get my picks, right? This is real life. You go four and 12 everywhere, every year. It's because y'all a bunch of losers. It won't matter who you draft. You can draft whomever. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they got the first pick. They're going to take. Trevor Lawrence. There are no assurances that Trevor Lawrence is going to have a good NFL career. There aren't. I don't think there's aren't. any assurances with any pick, though, Cliff. That's what's right. killing me. Like, right. We have a we have a fan base. I'm, I'm not saying only ours because there's several fan bases that are just obsessed with draft picks. And I'm not going to lie. I used to be one of those like, yeah, we need to get these picks. But after so much losing and then you're drafting players from winning programs, like, I, imagine how John Allen feels right now. Like, Deron Payne. Like, mm-hmm. these are guys that really never lost. If you come here and you're losing 13 games a year, like, that shit can wear on you, bro. Like, it's good for these young players to experience, to to be in a playoff tournament. It was good for them to go through this stretch, and it's only going to help them in the future. Hell, yeah. Hell. What can be better than that? boys ain't going to be hyped up for that shit? Mm -hmm. Like, what can be better than that's fucking Tom Brady Mm -hmm. Saturday night? You saw what Chase said after the game. We want Tom. Tom. No hesitation. Because you in the playoffs, you're not just in the playoffs. You are facing Mr. Playoffs, if we're being real. That's an opportunity, man. No one is more synonymous with winning in January than the guy quarterbacking that team Saturday. So mm-hmm. if niggas want to, if niggas would rather watch the Giants be in that game, you fucking delusional. You'd rather watch our rivals play that game than us? Crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I think I saw a stat today. Um I, I didn't look at it uh, as close as I should have, but it was something like Tom Brady's played in 46 playoff games and Washington as an organization has played in like 45 since a certain year. I was like, like you said, man, this is Mr. Playoffs. You want to you get to where you want to go, you got to go through the GOAT. No matter what happens on Saturday, the experience you get from facing Tom Brady in the playoffs, that young year career, the taste of what it's like to go against the, the, the best the league has to offer – Come back to me in a couple of years when this team is going back to the polls regularly. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you everybody on that team will be like, I remember the first one. Mm-hmm. In the real in the real shit, though, I don't really care what people's opinion of is regarding last night's game. I don't. It's just something for them to complain about on Monday and Tuesday. By Wednesday, Absolutely. everybody would have moved on. Nobody's going to pick us on Saturday night anyways. Boops. Who cares? That's what we want I, anyway. I, yep. Like, I really do not care about people's opinion on this one. I don't. Okay, division champs. Sorry, that like matters. That. Seven and nine. Not proud about seven and nine. But we were two and seven. We were fucking two and seven, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So let's get to the game. Yeah, let's start with the game. Uh, it, it almost sucks to have to start conversation with Alex. Does it suck? I know. It, it doesn't suck. Let, let me rephrase. No, I was saying, let me rephrase <laughs> what I was going to say. It, it doesn't suck to talk about Alex because what Alex did last night, I mean, it's kind of like the whole Hollywood, oh man, almost loses life and devastating injury and his career and life are in jeopardy and he goes back and leads his team to the playoffs like like the scrappy underdog story like yada 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 this and that like that's terrific and that's fantastic two awesome one to terry was a dot that throw to logan thomas that touchdown before half was perfectly placed mm-hmm. um you know the, the two turnovers were unfortunate the one word logan thomas slipped down i mean the, the db had a angle on the ball he kind of undercut it anyway the other one was kind of unfortunate the way uh, Mike Evans was able to kind of grab that up from J.D. McKissick. But, you know, out of all the players on the team, I think that the one person I'm most happy for is Alex Smith. Like, this is amazing. And I'm sure everybody by now has seen the uh, tribute to Alex that his wife made out of the fixation that was on his leg, turned it into a Lombardi trophy. That was incredible. Yeah, it really was. But unfortunately, we do have to talk about the negatives about Alex Smith, too, especially going into a divisional playoff game with a team that has – a really ferocious front seven. I mean, we're talking about, even without Devin White. I think Devin White's going to be out on Saturday. Did I see that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's going to be out, but, you know, JPP, Shaq Barrett, uh, just players on players on players. And in the back end, they're even better. But I, I heard something today on, on, I think it was on Finley, saying that it kind of seemed like Scott Turner, and this is what Ron Rivera was alluding to in his post-game press conference, that Scott Turner was kind of calling the game to protect Alex, but you're not going to be able to against Tampa Bay because we're going to have to score points. You're going to have to put Alex in some situations where he's going to be exposed in the sake of moving the ball. And I, you know, I'm just worried about moving forward. I mean, I'm, I couldn't care less about this playoff game, whether we win or not, because they exceeded my expectations. But I don't know. What do you guys think about that with Alex moving forward and his lack of mobility, his clear lack of mobility and the way he's been playing these past couple of weeks? Well, I want to give Alex credit first and foremost for everything that he's gone through, bro. Like to be a division champion right now, the starting quarterback on the division title team after damn near losing your life, getting your leg chopped. Like this dude's been through a lot. Um, as far as his performance from yesterday, like, yeah, I mean, I, y'all know I texted John the first quarter and I was like, dude, that's probably the first, that's our best first quarter we played all year. Um, obviously, as the game went on, the mobility showed that he clearly did not have it. And it looked like he was starting to be a statue in the pocket, which is obviously going to be a concern for Saturday. But, I mean, as far as what he did yesterday, <laughs> like, I know I can't give a player an A performance when you have turnovers and stuff and, like, you missed the opportunity, especially when he missed the one to Cam Sims in the end zone. But, like, as y'all know, like, dude, this team rallies around Alex, man. They love playing for this guy. Like, and for a team that's just been searching for quarterbacks for decades, like, it's just a good feeling to see somebody like Alex Smith who deserves it. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to win comeback player of the year and they should probably put his name on the trophy first and foremost. Um, I just love how the team rallies around this guy. He's a true professional. He's clearly a true leader. He's someone that these young guys look up to. And I mean, I'm just glad I'm, I'm glad. And I'm, I've said it all the way back to 2018. I was just glad that he became a member of our team because like Cliff always said it, we always had the loud mouth in the videos type quarterbacks. Like he brought a stability, like a professionalist or professionalism to the, to the team, especially at that position. And I'm just, I'm just happy for him to be able to, whether this is his last year or not to 
say, you know, you're going to go out, you won the division after all you've been through. Um, I know we, we can speak on that Tampa Bay stuff later because I know they got bullets on that defense. But just for Alex, man, I'm just happy for the guy, for everything that he has overcome. Man. So I just want to give big ups to Alex Smith, man. The game itself, obviously, it looked like Alex has started well. It looked like the script. More, like, it looked like Scott had a good game plan for the first drive. And you could tell that, that Scott was had a game plan for the first drive because when they cut to him in the, pre, in the, um, in the coordinator's box, this motherfucker went in looking at his play sheet. He's looking at his, I, I, I don't know if y'all remember mm-hmm. that. It was early in it was I definitely first remember drive. that. Yep. He wasn't even looking at his play sheet. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, they had a good game plan to start yep. that game. I think the reality is they were not honest publicly about his injury. I don't even, I'm not going to be like, well, it's connected to the leg injury, but it is very clear that you're, well, I'll tell you this, you have a hard time convincing me that these two are completely unrelated. Right. Right. We are almost four Absolutely. weeks since he hurt that calf. The quarterback I saw yesterday by about the third quarter couldn't move at all. He could barely move to yeah. start the game, but he couldn't really move at all later in the game. So uh-huh. my biggest criticism would be we were throwing a lot on first down. A lot. And I, We've been doing I that like, for a couple weeks now, Cliff. Not good yeah, job. but we doing it with bad QB play. So it's one thing to do. Like, I'm off for throwing on first down, but I felt like yesterday we probably could have run the ball a little bit more um, to protect them. Rivera can be like, well, Scott's protect because he, he needs to be protected. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't see how we can watch that guy play yesterday, especially once the Eagles realized he couldn't move. Shit was over. They started blitzing every play, sending so, misdirection. I think that's a tough thing. I'm happy with the fact that he got us here. It'd be hard to be like, well, you got us to this point, but you're not starting Saturday night. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. But they need to give consideration to him not starting that game. They have to. They really have to. They have to. You said that earlier. have no shot with them out there. I thought about that. And I mean, you might, it's going to be hard for me to see them not going, you know. It'd be hard for Rivera to say, I'm going to bench Alex Smith after this performance. Like, he's got us here. But if you're truly trying to protect him and if he's truly not right, I mean, they do definitely got to take a hard look at Heineke. And if it's a situation where Alex is not, you know, if he can't move, you don't want to. I mean, obviously, you want him to go out the way he wants to go out. But you can't just have a sitting duck back there versus defense that we're going to face on Saturday. So I hope they do what's best for him, even though I know he's going to want to be out there Saturday night. I absolutely hear both of you guys. I was actually talking to my sister about this. Early. She's um, her son's a big Washington fan now. It's, it's his first time seeing him go to the playoffs. So we were talking about how excited he was, and we were just saying, I would hate to see Alex Smith get pulled right now after everything he's been through to, to make it back and to get what might be his last NFL start. Mm-hmm. At the very least, if Alex is out there on Saturday not looking right, like and he's clearly a detriment to the team, as much as it would rub some people the wrong way and maybe be a bad look, you have to have a quick hook with them. If you're in this game and Alex is the reason why they're not moving the ball against this Bucks defense and you think that you might have a competent chance with Taylor Heineke back there, you have to make the switch. They're probably hard at work as we speak, coming up with a game plan for Taylor just in case Alex can't go or has to come up the game early. Mm-hmm. 
Like Rivera always says, we're going to see how he feels after practice. It's not about how you practice, how he feels waking up that next day. So we're going to know if he's, you know, taking reps or is he off on the side doing those individual drill workouts that he was doing last week. Like, they're, they're, they're going to have a good idea how <laughs> about Alex's availability and mo- mobility this week when it comes to practice. Well, look, the league's not fooling me, okay? They're not fooling me because we play Sunday night and we're playing Saturday night, okay? But there mm-hmm. is a team whose player – if you if they had to play Saturday, couldn't have played. They mm-hmm. not fooling me. The only reason the Saints Bears game is not Saturday night is because Kamara wouldn't have played. Mm-hmm. I never thought about that. Damn dog. Well, you mentioned um. Didn't you mention earlier? My bad, I forgot. Um, what's his name? Devin White is he out because of COVID? Right. Devin Devin White's out. He's out. Gotcha. Gotcha. But if they but if we had played them on Sunday, he would have been playing. Oh. Uh... Because he was on, he went on the COVID list. So. I think the same time Kamara did for the Saints, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but he might, he might actually not be, not be tested positive. Testing ah, positive. okay, okay. Oh no, no. How did y'all think? Now Arian oh. said that he would have played a field Sunday. Ah, see, there you go. Good looks, good looks, schedulers. <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys think Antonio Gibson looked yesterday? Uh, I'm not gonna lie, he's still running hard, still looking uh, promising out there. But I feel like on some of the uh, outside stretch zone plays, where he's the end of the edge, he didn't have the same burst as he used to. He looked fine last week versus the Panthers. I, it's, it kind of was a funny to see him take a step back, considering that you didn't hear anything all week. But that being said, productive day, got 75 yards on 19 totes. Um, he was fine. He was he was good, especially towards the end of the game. I think you could tell he was having a little tr- like he was having a little trouble with that toe. I mean, we know he didn't practice all week and. I mean, clearly it was cold as shit in Philly last night with that cold-ass rain. I'm pretty sure that didn't help with that t- with that toe injury. Um, but obviously, I mean, Antonio Gibson is a baller. For him to still produce 19 carries, 75 yards, almost a 4.0 average on carries, like, he was still productive. I mean, it obviously wasn't a burst, like you said, on certain carries when he – usually we expect him to break a couple tackles. Like, I felt he probably went down a couple times when I thought he wouldn't have gone down in the past. But, I mean, it's if, if I had to guess, he's probably not going to practice this week as well. And like nope. Cliff stated on a couple podcasts ago, like you can't play around with that with that turf toe. So I'm just glad he was came out the game clearly healthy, or he didn't have any setbacks. So he, he's not going to be 100. percent I mean, hopefully he just he could just gut it out for us this weekend. But I mean, I thought he played well. Um, I mean, the guy's not healthy. Like, uh, like we should have known this when he came back. Anyways, the guy was not going to be healthy the rest of the season. It is what it is. Like the guy has had a turf toe injury, right? So. He looks about what I expected. I don't expect to see him look the way he did before that injury till next season. Right. It would have been nice if they gave McKissick a couple more carries. He only had two yesterday, which was just odd. But I know they he got banged yeah, up for it. They don't like to give McKissick carries in general, is what I've noticed. Like even when we didn't have Gibson, then they wanted to, and McKissick looks like a good runner. I was just about to say, Dick, y'all yeah. didn't feel like he was improving because I felt like he was improving as the year went on when he's getting more carries. But I yeah, but they don't. They just don't give him carries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, McKissick had a couple really, really timely catches yesterday. He was really valuable as a pass catcher. He made that uh, first third and nine on that first drive mm-hmm. um, to move the sticks early in that drive. I think it was the first conversion of that drive on that uh, driver for halftime. When the driver to get that second touchdown, he converted on, I think it was like a second and eight, but it was a perfect little uh, option route to the side. Of the mm-hmm. yep. Five passes for 30 yards, but a couple of those were like right at the right time, like where we needed him to actually step up and make a play for his quarterback. He did have that one big drop on that third. What was that? We were driving, I want to say. Um, what was it like a third and four when he dropped it? I know yeah, you remember that. Oh, we weren't driving, but I think that was like 
beginning of the fourth quarter, it was a third and four. I think we were in our own end of the field. Put the right on him, and he just dropped it. That was a bad one. I thought we were going to get some points on that drive. We might not have my football. We might not have been, you know, close to near the red zone. But I thought we was. I thought we had a little rhythm going until he had that drop. But I would just like them to get, right. to get not, to, not to leave, jump off Gibson, but I just – I think it would be better if they gave McKissick some more carries. And, Cliff, I know you said they're not trying to give him too many, but at this point, lacking talent at receiver, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would think you want to, you know, allow 41 to get the ball in his hands a little bit more. He seems to always make a play when we need it. You know what I'm saying? So – I hope yeah. Scott can scheme something up this Saturday to get him the ball, especially with Devin White being out. That should help. Right. I also think one of the things is just the fact that they don't really get that many offensive plays because there's so many three and outs or so many short drives. Like in the course of a game, a good offense maybe gets like 80 plays, like a really high functioning offense, maybe like 90. How many plays did we run yesterday as an offense? Let me look that up really quick. That's a good question. Now you got me wondering how many plays do the Chiefs run a game? Cliff, I know you got that on deck. A lot. I was <laughs> how all right. many plays do the Chiefs average a game? All right. Snap count. Okay. Washington played 63 plays yesterday on offense. 63. 63. Yeah, 63. Eagles only had 68, in fairness. Mm-hmm. But in comparison to let, let's just go, let me look at the Titans versus Texans game yesterday, which was high scoring. Let's see how many plays they ran in that game. You said we had 63, Eagles had 68. Yeah. Sounds like two trash-ass offenses. That is exactly <laughs> what you were seeing yesterday, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Yeah, the snap count for the Texans-Titan game. Oh, all right. Titans had 71 snaps. Texans oh, okay. had 63. So I guess there's not much of a uh-huh. difference there. But but you know what I'm saying? I, like the Cardinals offense, ideally, I think if Cliff Kingsbury had his, had his way, he would have 85 to 90 plays per game in that offense. That's a really high-functioning, like – fast-paced offense like you see that in the league it's not uncommon to see that nowadays but how many carries can you scheme for jd mckissick when you're only getting like three or four sustained drives a game that's maybe that's an excuse i don't know Nah, i just don't think they want to have the ball i don't i don't think they they i think the one game where he did get some carries was the pittsburgh game um but they just it's just not part of the game plan uh, with gibson's out there especially you don't as think that's as, not really. Like, I'm just saying, I, I only say that because of the lack of talent on offense. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, obviously, we know McLaurin is out on the island by himself, unless, you know, we could get something from Cam Sims every now and then. I mean, I know Logan comes through, but I would just think it's, Ms. McKissick has showed he's a playmaker. So, yeah, not yeah, saying I want to take away carriers from Gibson, but I would just think Scott would try to scheme up something, whether it's a uh, McKissick in motion, a quick halfback screen, wide receiver screen, you know, some sort of way to get him the ball a little bit more than just on the, the check down or the dump off. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. Look, but those plays are scheme form, a lot of those throws. Yeah. Like, a lot of those throws are like, this is going, to, this is for McKissick. Especially ones that, that little quick flare out. Or, the only you know. thing I'll say is the offense stinks, and we are not some J.D. McKissick carries away from the offense not stinking. That's just sort of where yeah, I'm at. That, like, that's definitely not what I'm saying. <laughs> we're going to stick regardless on offense. It's going to be it's gonna be hard work regardless for us on offense. Um, no doubt. So towards the end of this game, I swear to God, I got a sleeping toddler upstairs. But it's a late night, and I'm cursing Steve Sims Jr. name, and I'm cursing Cam Sims' name. Like, they did their best yesterday to squander this game. Alex with two picks. Remember that almost fumble on that last oh drive? Yep. When mm-hmm. he fumbled that joint, Alex fumbled the snap. 
I was like, well, I was like, nigga, what are you doing? But you, you saw it on the replay uh, how Sim- wide Alex's eyes got. Punch. He's like, no. <laughs> That's Steven Sims. I don't know about y'all, oh. but that's Steven Sims joint, dog. I almost flipped shit in this house, bro. Like, if they had recovered that punt, I'm trying to tell you, I was probably going to come school oh and be God. like, Cliff, meet us down in Ashburn, Virginia, because I'm going to say something to Steven Sims, bro, because the way right. that shit bounced off his shit, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Even one of the ones that he fair caught, like, you're not supposed to fair catch the ball like that. Like, you got to be in position where you, in case you do fumble it, like, it's going to drop down or you don't catch the ball on the side of your shoulder or run up to it. Like, that's like punt return one-on-one. What the fuck are you doing? And I really hope they don't put this motherfucker right. back there Saturday and, night. And while I give... No, no, you know, he's got to return punts. Nope. No, he does. You know why? We scored in a touchdown drive because of his of punt return from him. I mean, he had one good return. I was, no, yeah. I was going to say that now. We can't, we can't, listen, I get, like, he's got to get that shit together. Well, maybe we should put a second person back there in case it bounces off his helmet again. But we cannot remove him because <laughs> the truth is, he has had a couple good returns in the last uh, three, four weeks that has helped us get drives. We score so little that we need, we're going to need a punt return. No, I feel and you. Can't remove him. What was Isaiah he right He playmaking ability, but you can't Isaiah cross was, the team. Sure, you can't be costing the team, but we are now in playoff games. We are going to need plays. We cannot put Isaiah right back there. That essentially be us not even giving a fuck about punting touch. Because we put him back there, we didn't get any seven thirty this morning. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but I I feel both of you on this. Yeah, it, he does give us a jolt, especially yesterday. Absolutely, was that return right before that touchdown drive before half, which it kind of was the drive of the game. Yeah. At that point, Eagles had all the momentum. I don't know what's going on with you, my dude. You can't muff any punts. If there's a better option, maybe. I don't know if there is a better option on this team that has Isaiah right back there. Doing Hell the no. If Remember we have one, ball, you know, he'd be back there. But, yeah, but guys, guys, he my be- thing with shit like that is this nigga knows he can't be muffing punts also. Okay, so like it's not like this is some shit where he's not aware. That they stop, man. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But Cliff, even yes, when I, Cliff, I feel you. But even on on the one when he fair catches it, Cliff, you can't be running sideways to fair catch a ball, my nigga. Fuck is you doing? I it's a it's, that, it's a guys. strong possibility that shit's gonna bounce off your face mask or it's gonna bounce off your chest. You know what? This is where I'm at with this. <laughs> I like don't fumble it to the other team, right? The Carolina shit was not a muff punt. Right, the ball got knocked out, didn't it? The Carolina fumble. Mm-hmm. It went okay. right through his hand. He had to catch it, like cradle it, and it just you, dripped right through somehow. Look, you can't be muff- you can't be muffing punts. Obviously. Stop letting the ball get to your pads. Come yeah, on. yeah, but guys, guys, we don't score to end that half without that return. Uh, I'm a thousand Period. percent with you. I'm with you. Period. I'm with you on that. This piece. is a trade off. He's got to get that shit together with the returns. Sorry, with the catching of the ball, this was not a problem before for him. Right, so he's got to get this shit together. But our offense is so terrible. We cannot, we cannot afford to be like, well, we don't care about punt returns. No, I'm with you. We, can't. we just can't. Field position. For this you're offense, out, we need field We're out here trying to win games. We are not going to take you off the field because of a mistake you made. All right? We need those punt returns. We're going to need a punt return in one of these games. Sorry, one of these games. We're going to need a punt return Saturday. Right? You know we are going to need one. <laughs> we're going to need something out of special teams or defense. Like, something but, is going to have to come from those. And I'm not taking you off the field to put someone back there to fair catch. Let's not do it. Right. When quick question last year, didn't Stevie return kicks for us? Yeah, 
Yeah, kick return versus the Lions, remember? Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I've seen enough of Danny Johnson on kick return. Uh, I mean, oh, he's had a couple, all right. Ones. Yeah, he does. And also, I, it's such a I'm marginalized. Just, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm just, I'm just not a fan of it. I just feel like he's. It's not like he doesn't have any burst. I feel like he just. Yeah, but that's. I mean, that's, it, it's all. It's it's all depends on how you know special teams they can set up the return for a certain way. I just feel like look for an opportunity to kind of make a play. Sometimes you know what I mean. Like I mean, obviously he's doing his job. He's not turning over nothing. But for us to say that we need something, I feel like we could get more from kick return. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I just – I don't know. I just feel like we get – our field position is always at the 25-yard line from a fair catch or inside Corey. the 20 from a return. Corey. Yeah, you, I, you want, Corey. The guy who does catch the ball and doesn't fumble it, you want to take him out. The, like, we got to choose one. So what, I was Danny I was leading into that. One. I was saying, well, shit, if you're going to leave Stevie back there on point, you might as well put him back there on kick because, like you said, we're going to need to score some points. Yeah, but I don't he, think – I just think the way the league is with kickoffs, they're just – week to week – it's really dependent on who the, who the guy is kicking off. In a lot of weeks, there just isn't going to be shit coming out of the kick return game. Oh yeah, nah, no doubt. I'm just being I'm just being picky, man. I'm just trying to figure out how we're going to win this game. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else from the offense? Logan Thomas have a season. I was thinking about you, Cliff. I think your prop bet was 700 yards, right? Yeah, this nigga Cliff be looking at these Vegas lines, man. Cliff, what the fuck is going on? I bro? made that number up. There is no way in Vegas they have it for 700 yards. No. We got to give a big up to Logan Thomas, man. Like, this brother is balling. I know for what I need to apologize because I was playing Bay and his brother early in the year. Talking about he had no wiggle, no agility. Like, he has turned into a true playmaker for an offense that lacks playmakers. And that catch he had in the end zone last night for that touchdown, like, that's a playmaker right there, bro. And yeah. I'm not saying he's going to turn into you know, so, some upper echelon tight end, but damn if he hasn't developed over these 16 weeks, man. So big up to Logan Thomas. 72 yeah. for 670 and six touchdowns. God damn. Right. And what's, right. what's Austin Hooper's numbers? Well, that's not – guys, come on. Cliff, that, Cliff, that was your man, though. Everybody take a step Sorry, back. Everybody <laughs> calm down, okay? Everybody <laughs> calm down. Let's keep in mind, you know, Austin Hooper missed games, right? 46 for 435 for Austin Hooper. Gotcha. 13 games, uh, 70 targets. We thought about Logan Thomas a lot. 110 yeah, targets. That's, That's wild, crazy. man. Okay. Right. Look, nine yards a catch for Logan Thomas. Those are those are Jarvis Landry Dolphins numbers. <laughs> <laughs> That's y'all guy. That's, That's y'all man. I didn't forget. I did not forget. Um, look, Logan Thomas made plays for us, especially as the season went on. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing that's concerning our offense is Terry McLaurin is very, very far from healthy. Very very far from healthy. Yeah. Um, that makes Saturday tough, man. Because 24 and 17 are not at 100. I don't even, I wouldn't, we would put a percentage on, I wouldn't even put them at 75. I think that was what the most concerning thing was. And I, I love that Terry toughed it out. Mm-hmm. I love that he scored that touchdown too, man. It was but, good to see him in the end zone. But you see, he couldn't even stop. Mm-hmm. You know, he couldn't mm-hmm. even stop his momentum. You mm-hmm. know, even after the touchdown, he was like, "Let me just jump into this wall real quick." So yeah, I can't, I'm, I can't stop my <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, no, it would be tough with Terry being banged up. You have nobody else to go to. I mean, this was a, a decision that the coaching staff made before the season that they weren't going to invest big in wide receivers. They tried with Amari Cooper. You know, they signed uh, Cody Latimer. That didn't work out because he wanted to be beating up motherfuckers at parties. No, oh, 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 oh. allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. 
allegedly for the, the more listening. Sorry, I don't, I don't mean to. Oh, they're going to play this recording at Latimer's. Uh... Trial. Let my nigga get a spare trial. Let my nigga get a spare trial out here. Okay. Arrested on five charges. Okay. <laughs> arrested on. I love how the story says arrested on several charges. <laughs> okay. They said he got into a fight during a poker game. Might have pulled a gun out. This is all alleged. Okay. So. Was it a Madden game? Or am I, am I um, making it? No, no you confused me. Madden game. Yeah, this niggas, is poker. You niggas are weird, dog. <laughs> Pulling guns out at card poker. games and, and Madden tournaments. Right, like this, this is weird. fucking uh, Menace of Society. Is that Menace of Society <laughs> where he shoots cats during uh, the uh, card game? That's Menace of Society, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> By the way, I, I know backtracking a little bit, but uh, Logan Thomas, if you look at his career numbers compared to the numbers that he put up this season, and mind you, Logan Thomas is already about to be 30. Next July, 72 of his catches, 107 career. So that's easily three-quarters of his career production. Six touchdowns, he's eight for his career. That's, again, three-quarters of production. This guy is developing at the right time. Yep. And I think that you just needed him to be on the field and give him opportunity. He didn't need anybody's, you know, backup tight end, anybody's third-string tight end. They put him in the fire. They targeted him in free agency. They said, we think that he can develop. He's got how many targets you say he had this year, Cliff? How many targets? 100, 110. He That's needed wild. You're going to learn on the job. We're going to put you in there. We're going to throw the ball to you as much as you can handle, and we're going to see how you respond. And he responded mm-hmm. like a goddamn Pro Bowl tight end. Which is another thing that pisses me off about Giants fans because every time there's a Logan Thomas tweet on Twi- Twitter, somebody has to hop in there and be like, Evan Ingram better. I'm like, he's not. Yeah, but you're also paying every Ingram like $17 million a year. Evan Ingram. He's like, no, get but, the fuck out of here. No, but Corey, he's not even better. He has less, he has less catches on more targets. He only has one touchdown for the entire season, and I think he leads the NFL and drops. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Dude. Evan Ingram. Seriously. Only got – Evan Ingram should chalk up his whole career. He should say Jordan Reed. I'm glad you said it, Cliff. <laughs> you only got drafted this high because you another uh-huh. light-skinned nigga from the SEC. Yep. It's the yep. only reason. They compared, you like Jordan Reed. Reed. they compared you to Jordan Reed because you're light-skinned. <laughs> the only reason, bro. God, he got a little wiggle no, it. No, like, like real shit, though, Paul. He had a great combine. He wasn't a dominant college player at all. Good college player, not dominant. He clearly was athletic. They only kept comparing you to the guy who was killing it at the time, right? 2017 was when we won the division. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Jordan Reed torched the Eagles. Torching at the end of the year, right? But at the end of the year, he had that great game versus the Eagles. That was part of why you got drafted that high. And then when they yeah. drafted you, all Giants fans told us is that he's going to be better than Jordan Reed. That's all we heard. He's been on the field about as much as Jordan Reed, and he's not as good a player. So not even close. <laughs> not even close. Although some of that could some of that could be because of Danny Crimes. Could be. <laughs> Danny Crimes, maybe a better Danny quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> never turn down opportunity. Never turn down opportunity. Never. I will never turn out a chance of slander. <laughs> <laughs> slander a Duke quarterback that went top ten oh in the draft. <laughs> hey, he, he owed a, a large portion of his game checks to the what was the, the band was name down there? The, the quarterback guru. Cutcliffe. Cutcliffe. 
Oh, <laughs> this, this man Cutcliffe out here just getting people jobs and shit. Mm-hmm. Look, the quarterback before him, I can't remember the dude's name. It was like Quinn Gray or some shit. I can't remember the quarterback's name. They had a black quarterback right before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know you're talking about. I, he was, he was I, all I right. Mm-hmm. Cooking with Crowder, remember that? Yeah, mm-hmm. he was all right. Yep. QB yep. was all right. Yep. Right? Him and Daniel Jones look about the same talent level to me. This motherfucker Daniel Jones went top 10. Look, I'm just leaving it at that. Because we didn't even play the Giants. We didn't even play the Giants. I don't even know why I'm slandering Daniel Jones like this. But Danny Crimes, you <laughs> suck. And I can't wait till they give him a big... I hope you play well next year, too, my guy. Hope you have your best season. Cut that Absolutely. boy a big old check. Pick up the option. Pick up the option. Yeah, oh, yeah, extend the mm. ball. Yeah. Uh, they should be asking Gettleman every week. You gonna like extend Wayne Bills Jones? lead, all that shit. When you gonna get when you gonna extend them? You guys gonna <laughs> give them a big deal? Uh-huh. I think you should make them top five paid. Definitely. They said you won't sign Danny Diamonds with an all-time contract because you a bitch. What you gonna do? Danny cries that big old contract. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> defense, defense, defense. Hey, hey, oh, hey, real quick, real quick. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I just looked at Daniel Jones' numbers for the year. Okay, <laughs> look, 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 guys, look, man. This nigga threw eleven touchdowns in, in fourteen games. Jesus Christ! Okay. Less than three thousand yards passing in fourteen. These are like nineteen seventy six quarterback stats. But they be talking about this motherfucker like he's real deal. This nigga had eleven touchdowns, ten picks in fourteen games. Out here playing okay. like Earl Morrill. <laughs> <laughs> ran for 400 yards. I told y'all, man, quiet nigga DeAndre Jones. <laughs> that boy, that boy can't throw for shit. Got good legs though. Got good legs though. Oh man. You had to keep that in the pod. I just looked up his numbers because I just want to look at his numbers real quick. By the way, league leading 11 fumbles. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. 11 fumbles? By the way, 29 fumbles in his career. This nigga been in the league two years. 29. He led the league in fumbles rookie and second that, year. That's real Kirkish, like thir- 2013, 2014, Kirk. That's 29, 29 fumbles in 26 starts. That's fucking wild, bro. I was just going to say, how the fuck you lead the league in fumbles when you were playing like three quarters of the games? Right. <laughs> no, no, wait. Like, you ain't start all the games last year. Still led the league in fumbles. 18 fumbles last year, by the way. That's wild. God. Damn. 11 fumbles this year. That's, oof, okay. <laughs> I'm a slain that man fumble. for as long as he plays there. The funny part it, about his fumbles are, and then we'll, we'll we'll put down the Daniel Jones pack, is that all his fumbles are so, like, humiliating and just, just like, <laughs> you can see them coming. Like, when Jamal uh-huh. Adams just took the ball from him, I was like, this nigga's about to fumble. Fletcher Cox. Come through with that strip sack. Oh, this nigga about to fumble. The only time he didn't fumble is when Cam Curl this Carl. past year. Yeah. And that's why that was so That was the only time when somebody was creeping on Daniel Jones where this nigga just didn't just cough it up. And it was the, the spot where he fumbles. It was late yep. in the game. Yep. Oh, I can't. I still can't believe we hung out of that ball. Still cannot <laughs> believe it. Nigga, we, we the only team he beats. So. <laughs> I'm just like, Keep your voice down. Keep your voice down. That nigga got, that nigga got eight, eight, eight and 18 in Dan, Daniel Jones starts. That's four and over versus us. That's oh, fucking crazy. You four and yep. 18 versus the rest of the league when that guy plays. In fact, I hope y'all open the season versus us. I hope Daniel Jones plays a great game. And then you give him an extension right after that. I'm all for Wait. it. Now get your money out here, Daniel. Get your money, man. Get your money. 
Fellas, did y'all see what Joe Judge said? Not to even change topics. I guess he just had a press conference. Joe, this I'm looking at it on Twitter, NFL update. He goes, to disrespect the game by going out there and not competing for 60 minutes and doing everything you can to help those players win, we will never do that as long as I'm the head coach of the Giants. These niggas won't shut up. Niggas, sit your gun. Well, this is a farewell press conference, isn't Are it? You, you guys serious? don't play next week. So thanks, Joe. Thanks for your words. Um, here's the deal, though, Joe. Your team went 6-10. and 10. <laughs> Why is nobody asking Joe about those 10 L's they took? What about that game y'all played versus the 49ers where they had half the team, but they beat y'all by 40? Literally. Did you all Literally compete for 60 out. minutes that week? Bruh, what the fuck? Bunch they just going. Of whiny My bad, bro. Bitches. I ain't seen none of this shit today, bro. I just saw a bunch, of, up, bunch of whiny bitches. Literally. Like, what the fuck? Stop whining. Yeah, I just see this shit. The right. put the it, game, not compete for 60 minutes. Yeah. We'll never do that as long as I'm the head coach. You know, it's interesting that you're the head coach of this team, though, Joe, because, you know, you've been given a lot of leeway this year. There were very low expectations for Joe Judge. Mm-hmm. As everybody was surprised that a, a, a guy who no one had ever heard of all of a sudden was coaching the New York Giants, right? You went 6-10. and 10. Next year, go 6-10. and 10. Mm-hmm. See how they treat you. Yep. You go 6-10 and 10 next year, all right? So you better keep them checks. You better invest in Bitcoin, my nigga, because you might be getting fired <laughs> sooner than you think. <laughs> he talked about the Russell. effort and all this shit. Like, bruh, what? Nobody said Eagles stopped giving effort. They just took out their quarterback. I'm not nah, understanding. It's not like Russell, they just... Russell O'Combs people. This is... <laughs> Hey, I don't think you're going to shit out y'all. We'll switch topics after this. Y'all, you, you know they're going to play week one next year. You know it. Gonna have, it's going to be Eagles-Giants. I hope the Eagles oh, yeah, smack absolutely. the shit out y'all. In fact, I hope the Eagles smack the shit out y'all every time they see y'all. I'm looking at the Giants schedule. Right. My bad. I know we off topic. But these niggas took some L's, boy. <laughs> they really oh, did. They, man. Shit up. <laughs> they so mad, dog. I love it. Y'all niggas mad. Oh, y'all big mad. I'm about to start tagging him and everything I post about our team. Y'all big man. <laughs> nah, man. Joe Judge's whole temperament, like this, I want to be a rah-rah leader. I want to be uh-huh. Mr. Discipline. Yep. Just That just doesn't mesh well with their fan base. Well, I mean, for them, I'm, I'm sure that's cool, but just adds to their arrogance. I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. I would never tank a game. Shut your bitch ass up. Nigga, this is not your shot to call. Why don't you worry about your football. Nobody was thinking about the Giants last night. Like, what the fuck? Right. I'm so confused. Y'all niggas are six team. and ten. You're not lucky I ain't Doug Peterson. I carry the shit out, y'all. Yeah, I put him in. What's the problem? Well, Doug should have carried you didn't, and I, you didn't even respect the game. Nigga, we 4-10-1. We ain't been respecting the game all season. My nigga. Did you see Carson Wentz this year? Did he respect the game? Like, what the fuck? Okay. I don't hear that shit at all. All right. Defense. Let's talk about defense real quick. Um, most part, uh, they made me sweat at a couple times. A few dumb penalties, you know. I, I, on that uh, on that first Eagle scoring drive, you know, you really helped them out with that pass interference on Fuller, and then mm-hmm. give us a holding when you just got him off the field. Yep. But they contained Jalen Hurts to seventy-two passing yards. He had his two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, they kind of marched on you on that second touchdown drive. Yeah, but you held them without points in the second half. Well, they had you down the goal line. First and goal from the five-yard line. They had four places to get in. They didn't. You can move another big stop when you had to. And that joint got slapped right out of his hands by Montez Sweat. And mm-hmm. Chase Young picks that joint up. And 
and that play, that play right there, I think I was like, one, this is kind of like a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of like a parallel with the 2005 scoop by Sean Taylor and the mm-hmm. 2016 scoop by D'Angelo Hall. Like just seeing Chase pick up the ball. I thought he was in the house that joint. Boston Scott somehow was able to, to tackle him. I, I still don't, don't understand that works out, the physics of it. But still, defense came with enough big plays to at least hold him in check until it was just like, okay, well, Nate Sudfeld and them are just running out the clock at this point. I, Cameron Curl, another huge pick. That's three in like five games. He stepped up and made a few huge plays. Um, I have no complaints, man. They played well. They played well enough to win a game and, and to shut down a mostly, I don't know what, what I don't know the word to use, but just an offense that was just wasn't really giving it their 100% and not really giving much effort. So, what you, you mean? Know. They were giving effort. Look, yeah, they was definitely, look, look. Yeah, look. but I'm saying towards the end of the game, they weren't like on the last play of the game, they just threw a five yard hitch and didn't even try to like fumble. So, they was ready to get joint. to Cancun. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you did a good job shutting them down when it was shut down time. That's pretty much what I'm saying. Look, this is how I look at this, man. The quarterback that I keep hearing, oh, well, why'd they pull him? He was 7 of 20 for 72 yards in a pick. Would have thought they okay? took out Andrew Luck or some shit. <laughs> he ran for 40. He only ran for 34 yards. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he was running all over the place. He had a couple of runs on some scrambles. This is not Jalen Hurts. But it wasn't like I felt like Jalen Hurts was out here killing us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our defense has given up 20 points or less, what, six straight weeks? Oof. Something like that. Right? Wow. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes. Uh, wow. We have not – the last time we gave up 20 points was – sorry, wow. less than 20. So, 20 points or less, yes. The Lions yeah. game is the Lions. last time we gave up more than 20 points in a game. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't care who you would have started the quarterback yesterday, Philly. You weren't moving the ball on us because no. this is a dominant – Defense, it needs to be respected as such, period, by everyone. Stop treating it like, oh, it's only the D-line. The shit is not only the D-line no more. People got to stop with that. People that say that, that means you ain't even watching us this year. Because we, and I'm going to say this while knowing who we're playing on Saturday, we have faced some good passing games. Ain't nobody come out here and torture us, man. No one. We face Russ, Metcalf, Lockett. They ain't torture us. People think our DBs are the weakness. There really is not a lot of proof of that. There isn't. Maga Jack, man. The Maga D-line. Jack has turned this turn this defense around. The D-line impacts how you approach us. Mm-hmm. Okay. You so on Saturday, by the way, this is Tom Brady's first wildcard game on the road, by the way. In his career. That's crazy. So when I see a team, us play against a bad offense like Philly, they're not moving the ball on us. The only bad offense I have seen move the ball on us is the Giants. Yeah. And I don't understand why the fuck it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Still to this day, I'm so confused. Like, why is it that the Giants move the ball on us? Mm-hmm. You got a bad offense, you not moving the ball for ourselves, bro. Unless we hurt ourselves. And that's what we did. I think with the Giants with the Giants, it was more Daniel Jones was beating us with his feet. We wasn't yeah. expecting him to run the ball and those read options and shit. So it, it, they kind of caught us off guard. Yep. DeAndre yep. Jones and his legs, dog. Yep. Yep. But I'm going to speak on Cameron Curl. Um, this motherfucker is a baller. Um, <laughs> Landon Collins, you may have a problem on your hands, my brother. 
may have I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of Landon Collins, but I think we may all we I'm pretty sure we're all in agreement that is probably Cameron Curl's position now. Um mm-hmm. he came away with another turnover yesterday. He's always just making plays. He <laughs> he wraps up, he tackles. He seems to always be in the right position. Um, I just wanted to give a big ups to Cameron Crow for that pick that he made yesterday and the way he's been playing all year. But like you said, Cliff, clearly you folks aren't paying attention if you're just looking at the defensive line because this secondary has played lights out compared to what I thought they were going to be. Um, Ronald Darby to Jimmy Moreland. I, we saw a lot of Fabian Moreau yesterday. Um, Kendall Fuller. Uh, like you said, Paul's man, Jeremy Reeves had a pick, even though it was like a, it was like a punt, but. I mean, everybody is just as a unit. They've just they've elevated their games. I it's even hard for me to complain about like Bostic right now because I feel like he's still playing. He's starting to play like great football. Like we know about Holcomb. We know Holcomb's a playmaker. Um, it's just, it, it's funny because I kind of thought about how I saw the defensive line take the picture last night, and they you know they've been posting on social media, and it was just like, damn, I wish Ionitis could have been a, a part of this because we're yeah. missing another Brahma Bull up front that the mm. league going to deal with next year so this defense is only going to get better especially up front um and like i said i got to give a shout out to maga jack because i think we went from what 27th overall to we finished at number two or something like that they said second overall defense second overall we're so second we'll be- overall defensively in the league man in one year under the leadership of rama bear and maga jack that's absolutely incredible and there's no way anybody could have predicted that so yeah no, absolutely. Pick up to this defense. By the way, Bostic, uh, he really made that play on that fourth down. Stop mm-hmm. the goal line. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it, he kind of um, – he was kind of like the spy on that play, but I think he kind of like read what Jalen Hurst was going to do. He kind of slid to his right, made sure he was positioned to not let him get outside. And I don't think that Jalen Hurst was anticipating having the time to, to throw be cut short so quickly because Bostic was on him. And he had to mm-hmm. let that ball go a second before he wanted to. So Bostic really is the one that made that play. Playing yeah, good football. Yeah, second in total defense. I think they're now they were uh, maybe like 11th in rush defense, the top five in passing defense. I think they were second again in red zone defense. The small things they do from wrapping up and tackling soundly to not uh, squandering opportunities to, to cause turnovers to get into the quarterback. I think I read that 47 sacks is their most since 91. Mm. It, it might be even earlier than 91. But I, you know, I've looked that up, but at 47 sacks, I think, was definitely top three or four in the league. You know, it, it all starts with Chase Young. You know, he, he is easily the heart and soul of the defense at this point. I would say he's the heart and soul of the team. This is another conversation I had uh, talking to somebody today about how not only is Chase Young a joy to watch on the field, just how passionate he is, but just seeing him on the sidelines, jawing up and smiling and having a good time and just, you're proud to have a guy like that on your team, man. Uh, you're proud to have a guy that plays the game the right way, who's clearly a beast, clearly a monster, but also is so personable and is always giving you great sound bites and, and flashing that trillion watt smile on the camera, man. It's just a, a guy that can be the face of your franchise that you can be proud of and be like, yeah, that's my dude. That's my guy right there. You heard what Collinsworth said, right? We said about oh, the, the uh, Ray Lewis comp. Yeah. The yeah. Del Rio compared him to Ray Lewis. Really? Yeah. In terms of that, like been, that might have been when I muted Collinsworth's stupid ass last night. I did not hear that. <laughs> no, he said it early in the game. He, was probably, okay. he said he had asked him um, about Chase and Rivera. And like, I feel like guys like Del Rio and Rivera, for mm-hmm. them, it's like, oh, I played in this league. I've seen a lot of guys in this mm-hmm. league. So you, like, you being a top pick is not enough for me. I've seen plenty of top picks come into this league and 
flame out. I've seen people more talented than you, et cetera, et cetera. And Del Rio, sounds like Del Rio basically said to Cosworth, like, I didn't know all this about this guy. Like, he has, like, a Ray Lewis kind of energy about him mm-hmm. in terms of leadership. And it's believable because you know why? They've all turned to him. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, not only is he doing this on his own, the team is like, oh, no, nah, you got it. That says a lot because he's a mm-hmm. rookie. It says a lot that they, the team was like, you know what? You're actually the guy to be doing this. Hey, brother, we putting the C on your chest. <laughs> and like the sh- I don't know if y'all saw the story about Jonathan Allen in the pregame hype-up talks in the huddle mm. where um, it originally had generally been Allen, and I can't remember what game it was, but he basically asked Chase to do it. Mm. Chase did it, and Chase been doing it ever since, sort of thing. Now he just thought he. Some people just got it, man. Yep. Some people just got it. They just they check all it. the boxes, man. Mm-hmm. They got the right attitude. They got mm-hmm. the right passion. Like they, every single thing you could ask for in a cornerstone player. We knew the yep. shit at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You watch them play at Ohio State. It was like, nah, this is a special player. This other stuff, I didn't. We didn't know. Nope. We and frankly. I've been sort of blown away because yep. this guy is this guy has managed to become the face of our team in a positive way in which like we haven't had a face of our team since Griffin. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was completely different. But, well, yeah, it, not only was it different, because obviously there's differences because it's a quarterback, but also Griffin just never seemed comfortable in that limelight. Like he said the right things and he had the socks and all that, but it never mm-hmm. It never seemed natural. This guy Chase got natural charisma, man. Natural leadership natural. skills. He's just mm-hmm. like this is this, this nigga is born to dominate. Yep. I just I love it. Like I'm I am sort of flummoxed because I never, even when we drafted, I could have never imagined him having this kind of not even like statistically, just this kind of impact on mm-hmm. our franchise. Mm-hmm. This is like drafting a quarterback to me. Yeah. And I would have never thought I would say that. Because remember when we had the Herbert shit? When Herbert started hot? Mm -hmm. We should have taken Herbert over Chase. It's like, dude, obviously having quarterbacks is important. Absolutely. One, could you imagine quiet Justin Herbert here? No. Good luck. Good luck. Okay, two. This guy... Is the face of our franchise in a way that I'm not so sure a quarterback could step in here with that. I'm just not sure of it. Given but also, Cliff, for a defensive end to be a face of your franchise with that energy and the leadership and the way he plays, like that's an attitude for the team. Like mm-hmm. they follow that shit, let alone his I mean, running yeah. mate number 90 who's playing opposite him. Like I feel like Chase has finally brought that dog out in sweat. Like sweat finished yeah. the year with nine sacks, man. <laughs> Like that's yeah. another guy that whose game has been elevated. Like obviously he's not as you know outgoing and doesn't talk as much as Chase does, but you're just seeing the impact at each level that Chase is making. And it, it's, I mean, I've told y'all I didn't even want to think about that Herbert or Chase situation. I'm, I've been good with Chase. I'm still good with Chase, and this organization is going to be good with Chase Young as the face of his franchise. Absolutely, it, 
his energy, it's so palpable. Like, it's radiant, you know? His teammates, you can see how they just react to him. And not only that, mm-hmm. like, I know we're kind of, like, looking a little far in the future now, but, like, Easy it's clear that no, I, I, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> I was just going to say, what's Paul about this? Go ahead. What's All I was going to say, all I was going to say, all I was going to say is that obviously the home field advantage has been lacking here for a long, long, long time for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine the energy in the stadium when there's a, a packed house for a big game mm-hmm. and they get to see Chase Young for the first time and he's out mm-hmm. there just doing the most and, and folks are just howling with him? Like that kind of type of energy is not something that you can just get with any quarterback. Coach Riverbo said, he said, you got to give a reason for the folks to come back. And the way they, this team is playing this effort, and I'm not saying they're going to FedEx all of a sudden going to be sold out next year, but I'm glad you said that, Paul. That's going to, that's going to put, you know, fans back in the seats. That's going to get your home field advantage back. That's going to, you know, that's going to rally the fan base to come and show out for their team. So once you, once you have a player like that, that's bringing that type of energy, like everyone feeds off it, man. So we also a place where we have had guys who seem to be way more concerned with themselves mm-hmm. or a page or their pay or the paycheck we've given them. It didn't seem to always mean that much to them to play for the team. Like you always said about Griffin Cousins and us having Alex. It, that's a prime example right there. It's 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 just. It is wild because I could have never, I could just couldn't, especially like even two months ago, I couldn't, you couldn't have envisioned this, right? And the team's kind of, I think I was the blower about Haskins. This, there was such a positive attitude about direction we were headed. Yep. Especially yeah, after right. that Steelers game and the San Francisco mm-hmm. game. Yep. And it sort of got sidetracked by a sideshow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's really what blew the players. It probably blew the shit out the players for real. So, yeah. nah, Chase has been incredible, man. Absolutely. Yeah, a culture changing player. Yep. What they call him in the books, what they call him in those self help books. Chase Young is a culture, what they, a change agent. <laughs> some, no, not nah, real. Some people, some people, they are the change, man. Yeah. Like you could drop them anywhere. Right. You could have dropped LeBron on any franchise when that kid when he was 18. Mm-hmm. That franchise was going to be changed forever. You could have put him on the fucking bum ass Knicks with a save. Damn, why we gotta take shots at the Knicks though? This is all positive. This is a positivity pod. It's not, <laughs> not, it's not necessarily a Knicks shot. It's just <laughs> you, you, some people can go anywhere. I feel you. He's one of those people. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. He's one of those people. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you guys hear what Ron Rivera said today in his presser? Just kind of are on this topic. Paul, you know I ain't heard shit. I won't tell me. I ain't heard nothing. Paul. Let me know. All right. So Ron said in his presser today, I want guys that love playing professional football, not guys that love being professional football players, which is a not too subtle mm. jab at Haskins, I guess. Mm. But mm-hmm. Chase Young is clearly a motherfucker that loves playing football. He loves mm-hmm. his shit. And the best part about it is, and he's not alone. Deron Payne, Montez yep. Sweat, Jonathan Allen, Paul mm-hmm. Holcomb. These boys are having the time of their lives. Cam Curl, Jeremy mm-hmm. Reeves. They're out there and they're following his lead. Pretty much just feeding off that energy. And every time there's a big play out there, anytime Chase does something that makes our jaws drop, they're out there rocking with him and fucking with him and knowing that, yeah, this number 90, number 99, that rookie over there, he got us. We're going to mm-hmm. bust our ass for him, but he got us out here. Mm-hmm. 
Straight up. Timmy Suttle got everybody doing a penguin dance. Like, come on, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, not, you know what I'm saying? Not to say that's, but that's some shit that, you know, like they're feeding off Chase's energy. I know we just said it, but it's just, I mean, it's, it's crazy how, where we are right now compared to where we were at this point last year. Like it's shout out well, to Riverboat, man. You know what's funny at this point last year, Oh my God. We found ourselves being very optimistic. Yeah, we hired Ron on what the thirtieth or something, December thirtieth. But we, but this the, was the last week of the season. Like we were, we had lost to the. We played the Cowboys last game. Yeah. Possibly. Yep. Yep. But we That's were like, okay, the quarterback. He seems like he might be okay. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get Chase Young. We don't know who our head coach is gonna be, but it sounds like it's gonna be Ron Rivera. Well, the quarterback's gone. <laughs> okay, he's gone as fuck. By the way, to the gone, point where gone. like. We we take that comment from Rivera as a shot at Haskins, and it probably wasn't right. It's just that Haskins embodies all those things. Yep. Haskins embodies a lot of the things that we've had problems with yep. before. Yep. So, nah, Chase, special. I'm so yeah, happy we special have player. This is a special player. Special player. Special player. Speaking speaking of players, I don't know if anybody noticed this. And I kind of didn't notice it at first. I recorded the game and I went back and watched it after mm-hmm. the fact because, and I know PFF ain't for everybody. Like a lot of people don't believe in PFF, but when they're doing the PFF rankings for 40 Sunday night games, did you notice how many players on the offense, offense and defense were like top 10 in their position? I was like, God damn. At every position group, they have guys that are really playing well. It's, did you guys notice that at all? Or is that just me? Dude, the, deep, I think I saw, the offensive line. Yeah. Right. I saw that about the old line. And I think I saw one about sweating. Um, Chase being top 10 in some ranking for PFF, I believe. I, I'll pull it up and talk about it on the next podcast, but everybody on the O-line was top. Everybody on the defensive line was top, like, 15. I think. Damn, like, even Cliff Man Moses? Okay, Moses. Yeah, Moses was, uh, yeah, Moses was top 10. Moses top 10. I think Lucas yeah. was, like, 13th among tackles. Go ahead, Moses. Yeah. Yeah, I think Lucas was also Logan held was the like, shit out of someone, like, five <laughs> I knew he was going to do that shit. <laughs> I mean, he did. Did he not? He held, he held the shit. <laughs> he held the yeah. shit out of guys. Was... Hey, Unfortunately for Moses, they don't make those calls no more. Fuck it. Did y'all see Logan Thomas on that first drive when Cam Simpson hmm. got that land on that? And Logan Thomas is in front doing blatant offensive pass interference. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. When they, when they cleared it out for I was him, like, uh-huh. yeah, underneath. Yeah. I was like, how the hell is Cam Simpson's wide open on third and eight? I was like, oh, that's how. Look at Logan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anything else? Anything else to speak on from yesterday? Um, I definitely got to go watch back, go back and watch the game, though. I'm going to watch it tonight. Yeah, man. I'm excited to watch that NBC, like the rewind tomorrow. I, re- I record the games, but obviously I'd like to watch the condensed version. So I'm going to watch that tomorrow and enjoy that. I think I'm I just glad that. Tariko and Dungey got our game Saturday night, not Michael's Collinsworth. I will say that. Ooh, our favorite, our favorite Italian, our favorite Italian. Hey, our favorite Italian. Hey, hey, hey. 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 I, was, I, was, I was about to do a really racist Italian accent myself, but I'm the Hey, Rico, I see you out there. That nigga love Columbus Day. I see you oh, out there, shit. Mike Rico. I had no idea, Cliff. I had no idea he was saying that. I can't even help myself. <laughs> you know, I can't help myself when it comes to Rico. Ever since I read that about him, I was like, man, man. 
had no you know why idea, he got bro. you know why he you know he had gotten like some um like a sexual harassment scandal. Was really? But like but like way back. Okay. Because that, that shit was in the ESPN book. Yeah. But I wasn't, you know, I wasn't tripping off that. Rico's done a lot. Rico's called a lot of games, man. Lots of sports. Yeah, man. Lots of sports. Yeah. He's the most, he says he's the most successful Italian to ever be in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> most successful Italian to ever be in the booth, oh, man. shit. Hey, you dumb as shit for that. He's smoking that gas gas. He's smoking that, <laughs> smoking that Chef Boyardee out here. I hear smoking big pastrami bats. <laughs> <laughs> that prosciutto pack. <laughs> oh, but you know, like saying, let's get ready for Saturday. I'm happy that this podcast, we're able to do this podcast, and I'm happy that we're able to to end the season on a high note. And no matter what happens on Saturday night, like be happy, Breskins fans, Washington fans. I, I slipped up for the first time in the podcast. Damn, it took me an hour and a half. Be happy. Be happy. We made the playoffs. You Lord. heard, you heard, you heard, um, what's his name yesterday? <laughs> End of the game. <laughs> Collinsworth and Al Michaels, man. He's like, well, we've been good tonight. Like, man, if y'all don't take y'all MAGA asses off this damn telecast, <laughs> where the fuck I've is Cox is at when you need him? I've had enough of Al Michaels and Collinsworth. <laughs> they are just annoying. Hey, you know what the, the funniest part of last night was? Obviously, Collinsworth owns a big chunk of PFF, and they're talking about analytics. Mm-hmm. And then they went from that fourth down and goal from the four-yard line, and they're like, well, what would your analytics tell you there, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, damn Al, you throwing right. shade? Al was so disgusting. Al he was so disgusting, dog. No Pete, that shit. Al, Al hates analytics, dog. Mm-hmm. Hates he it. was so disgusted. He was like, well, one – they were supposed to go for it. Like, whether they go for it or not, it's not even, who cares? Right. Al put Collinsworth on the spot. Collinsworth made a number up. I don't know where the fuck that was. <laughs> like, he was like, yeah, you know, it gives you a 5% better chance. I was like, Chris, is that true, Chris? That don't sound true. I went and checked the internet. That shit wasn't true. I was <laughs> with a number. Let me see your math, dog. Shit. Yeah, it was like 5%. Where the hell did you get that number from? It's, it seems like you pulled it out your ass. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> who, who, got, who got the uh, the uh, NBC crew for this game, for this weekend? Is it the Sunday Nighter? It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Cleveland-Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I feel like Cleveland-Pittsburgh is a, is a crowd they're more accustomed to. but Absolutely. I'll right up there. I'll keep my comments to myself. Yep. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm actually job boosted that we got three playoff games each. I ain't gonna lie, Cliff. Nah, actually, nice. I thought about that shit last night. It's I was nice. like, this actually looks I a like little it. interesting. This is better than fucking watching Houston Cincinnati at 4 30. Yeah. Who, Every whoever, single year, man. Or whoever the fuck the Texans are playing. <laughs> right. It's who's always it's always Texans versus somebody who's been great. <laughs> it was Tom Savage. There you go. Yep. TJ Yates. TJ Yates. Was it Brandon yeah, Whedon one year? Or am I wrong? Um, but I know it was Hoying. I know Hoying had a year. Ah, Hoying. Okay. Remember the year they it was Matt yeah. McGloin and TJ oh Yates. Oh my god. <sighs> you gotta turn on the TV. Cliff used to go on my league, man. He's like, well, you know the 430 game is gonna fucking be Texans Bengals. <laughs> it always is, no. though. It always is. They call that joint the Texans Classic. <laughs> The Texas class, first wild card weekend. 
<gasps> this shit nah, should be lit though. Every someone about Matt Shop. I feel like Matt Shop. Ah, that's another one. Yeah. Oh, that's every time we cut on. Every time we cut on the playoffs, it's always Texans featuring somebody's underworld quarterback versus a team that's getting ready to knock them off every <laughs> single year. I'm like, right. dog, I'm tired of seeing them in there. By the way, did y'all see that tweet that's floating around about the, the five or six teams are looking for new head coaches this year and see no. what the Texans are working with? Yeah. Yeah. Not only are they like not only are they like $20 million underwater, they have no first round pick, they have no second round pick, they have one third, and they have like five fists, and that's it. Oh my god. How the fuck did Bill O'Brien do this? I'm I'm actually curious. There should be a case study done on the worst what roster management, maybe in the history of uh, in the recent history of this NFL. I can't, I can't even believe they are who's gonna Bill. take that job though is the question. They gave, I mean, Bill, they gave Bill a job he shouldn't have had. That's true too. Why but are at least you they, in I charge mean, of the roster? Somebody gotta wanna come and coach up Deshaun Watson though, right? Like, I mean, at least they got that. Nah, but they ain't got is no it, is it, isn't the guy in charge of Team Chaplin hard? Pass. Really? <laughs> you don't know that story? The guy used like to be I the chaplain. That, used to be the chaplain for the Patriots. When O'Brien went to the Texans, he basically stole him from the Patriots. The Patriots were heated about it. Uh-huh. He then got O'Brien fired. Now he's in charge. Oh my God, they fucked up down there. So. Hey, free Watson. We're gonna be saying that very soon. Mm -hmm. You want to come to where your owners ain't all in the videos? Come to to death row, man. Our 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 owner has a different problem when it comes to videos. Let let the record (laughs) stay. That's another five. (laughs) And I I I think I think that is a good place to end it. I think that I think we we just. Uh, oh, like on Deez and Mirror, you got to hit the problematic alert on that one. That, that's- he, might, he might not be all in the video. <laughs> yeah. But he got a copy of that bitch. I was about to say, he got his own copy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 